Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Were you singing? Yeah. Can you sing again? Because I don't think um, I don't think the, uh, our listeners heard you sing. No. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them what you were singing. She was singing a, a commercial. Under the sea. From yeah. The Little Mermaid. Oh, Little Mermaid. Yeah, Under the Sea. Uh, what was that? He was a Sebastian, the crab, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Or was he a lobster? I don't know. I just know I was hungry looking at him. You I wanted want, some I, seafood. I wanted him on some drawn. Some but, soft uh, food. Exactly, soft food. <laughs> soft food, and I ate it. Yeah. Should I tell everybody it was your birthday the other day? Sure. It was Miss Capel's birthday. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she looked pretty good for a 35-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Ah, not in my eyes, Miss Capel. I don't think you've ever been around uh, yeah. someone this old. <laughs> well, you know, I found your dentures the other day. <laughs> <That's> nasty. <laughs> in the dog dish, in the uh, water bowl. Oh. <laughs> so what do you do, Miss Capaldi? I forgot where I put my teeth. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Can Look. you imagine losing your teeth like that? <laughs> I've lost my mind, so. Uh, teeth wouldn't be much. Much. I mean, more. if you had dentures, you'd want to put it in, a, you know. Oh, I'd want a chain place around my neck so that you take them out, or like at but night, to find it somewhere that it shouldn't be. That's what's nasty. Exactly. Exactly. So how do we get on this? I don't know. It's your fault. Okay. So Freedom Friday, <laughs> Free Friday alternative news. What's commentary. today's date? To which today's date, Miss Today's date is the sixth of the April. Sixth. All right, we're going to do this, and I'm entitling the show because I can. It's called People of the Falling Babylon. Falling, present tense, not fallen, past tense, because it's falling. Babylon being, hey, where you live. Is everybody crazy? No, but there's enough crazies out there. There's enough demonized people out there to make it uncomfortable. <laughs> that's, that's to that's that's an understatement. Yes, but it makes it uncomfortable. There's enough crazy demonized people out there where now you're just kind of going, it ain't getting better. It's not going to get better. And the more and more they get crazy, the more it turns into Thunderdome or some kind of sad, you know, isn't it? Zombie movie. I really do feel sorry for the uh, young people. I do too. 
really, you know, I do. I really do because it's like, wow, what, Ooh, what do you have to face here? But not everybody's nuts. There's some good people out there still. Uh, yeah. The vast majority of them are okay. Um, but there's some crazies, really, really crazies. And, mm. uh, and you don't have to be doing anything Crazy. really nutty to <laughs> come across them, you know? No. Right? Right. So, okay, Ms. Capone. Yeah. So the people or the citizens of falling Babylon and you give us a scripture reading and we'll get into a couple of stories that talk about the citizens of falling Babylon, the zombies that are out there. Do you want me to read the scripture now? Oh yeah. Okay. It's Job 18, five through um, 21, I think. Yea, the light of the wicked shall be put out and the spark of his fire shall not shine. The light shall be dark in his tabernacle, and his candle shall be put out with him. The steps of his strength shall be straightened, and his own counsel shall cast him down. For he is cast into a net by his own feet, and he walks upon a snare. The jinn shall take him by the heel, and the mm. robber shall prevail against him. The snare is laid for him in the ground, and a trap for him in the way. Terrors shall make him afraid on every side, and shall drive him to his feet. His strength shall be hunger-bitten, and his destruction shall be ready at his side. It shall devour the strength of his skin. Even the firstborn of death shall devour his strength. His confidence shall be rooted out of his tabernacle, and it shall bring him to the king of terrors. It shall dwell on his tabernacle, because it is none of his. Brimstone shall be scattered upon his habitation. His roots shall be dried up beneath, and shall, and above shall be branch and above shall his branch be cut off. His rem remembrance shall perish from the earth, and he shall have no name in the street. He shall be driven from light into darkness and chased out of the world. He shall neither have son nor nephew among his people, nor any remaining in his dwellings. They that come after him shall be astonished at his day, as they that went before were frightened. Surely such are the dwellings of the wicked, and this is the place of him that knows not God. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. That ending is something else. Yeah, it and is. This is the place of he who knows not God. Mm -hmm. And then earlier on, there was something there about the jinn. Mm -hmm. You know, the jinn. That's the, where you get the, uh, our word, uh, genie. Genie. It's a demon in, um, Arabic or Hebrew, even the the Quran talks about the jinn, disembodied spirits that like to possess bodies, mm -hmm. human hosts, mess things up. Scary stuff, Miss Capone. Yep. Scary stuff. Yep, it is. Okay. It's a spiritual law, though, you know? Yeah, it absolutely is. Them that know not God, it's black or white. Mm -hmm. Um, Wish I can give you some gray there, but there's no gray. <laughs> okay, here's a person who didn't see any gray. I don't know what's wrong with this kid. I don't know if he's just mentally retarded. I do know that he's got some gin in him to do what he did. Um, I don't know what the parents are about, but this is bizarre. This is uh, This is Florida. I believe it's Orlando. And this kid... 
he bites the head off a chicken. The chicken's alive, and he bites the head off at school. He's, they charge him with animal cruelty. But in order to do something like this, you figure he's 17 years old. Can you imagine oh, what, what this monster's going to be? Or what he was like. <laughs> I mean, he just didn't wake up that morning and yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. He could be a another Dahmer, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, most of these these psychopathic murderers, they start off uh, with animal cruelty. They move on to humans. Yeah, they do. So this oh. is a this is a scary individual. Yeah, scary kid. Uh, really really bad. <clears throat> He's a 17-year-old high school student. He's facing animal cruelty charges. He bit off the head of a chicken and uh one official described as a pretty sadistic act. You think? <laughs> you think? This guy, and I'm surprised they um, they put his name up here being a minor, but David Andrew Jimenez. Mm-hmm. He went to university high school. He entered a chicken coop at the school, and they had a program, or they have a program called Farm to Table. Hmm. And it was an event that they had ha- held earlier that day on a Saturday, farm to table. And the chickens were ha- had been donated to this school, and students had worked very hard um, on this project, you know. And you know, chickens lay eggs, and you know, sure. this is what you do, and blah blah blah. You know, edu- it's called education. And a teacher on Monday discovered the headless body of a chicken in the parking lot, and its head was later found inside the chicken coop. School officials also found that the chicken eggs, the chicken's eggs had been thrown in the gym and against the gym doors. Mm-hmm. They just made a mess and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went to the agricultural program, the farm to table. And for basically no reason at all, this idiot decided to bite the chicken's head off. And he kept the head in his mouth. Mm. And then he wanted to see how the chicken died. That's pretty no. sadistic. Yeah. And so this is, that's a scary individual because he's only 17 and um, nothing's going to happen to him, obviously, uh, over this. Mm-mm. Nothing's going to happen to him with our legal system. And he'll be out and, um, you know, living next door to somebody that mm-hmm. has a cat or a dog or children. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is a sick individual. This is sick. So after he kills the bird, he, he bites the head off the chicken. He brags about it to other students. So other students who have some kind of moral conscience or, you know, whatever, mm. went and told on him. And so anyway, he's charged with animal cruelty, trespassing. He's got to go to court. Nothing will happen to this guy. But uh, pretty pretty sad stuff to kill a, oh, yeah. a live animal like that. So. That's just one of the young citizens of falling Babylon. This is, uh, it's, it's more and more typical of what you're seeing here. Mm-hmm. You know, people, uh, people are demonized. Kids got some problems. Yes. He's more than just mentally retarded. He's, that's, you know, that's demonic. That's a yeah. real problem. Okay. Yeah. Here, you do your, you, you'd really kind of want to know what his background is, you know? Yeah. Where's mom and dad? Uh, hmm. Wonder. Sick. Yeah. And from the same state, Florida, there's a lot of weird stuff in Florida, man. A lot of weird stuff. It's in the water. 
Yeah, no, I mean, there just is. There's just Florida. There's a lot of weird stuff going on over there. Um, Altamonte Springs. This woman. She, this is another citizen of falling Babylon. Uh, she sets fire to her ex-boyfriend. At the time, I guess it was her boyfriend. Now mm. it's her ex-boyfriend, I can imagine. And uh, during the Easter dinner. And uh, <laughs> she's nuts. If you go to our uh, Fifth Hook Facebook page, Fifth Hook yeah. Media, you see a picture of her. And boy, you could just see the demons looking right at you. Oh, definitely. This gal, this gal's scary looking. That's probably you know. why you left her. Uh, yeah. You know, she. I guess he's lucky she didn't bite his head off. Like a chicken. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So this woman's facing attempted homicide charges after she sprayed gasoline on her ex-boyfriend, set him on fire Easter Sunday. That's a nice little Easter Sunday dinner for you. And now now she's not real young. She's 38 years old. So she's not a kid. Mm-mm. Her name is Sh- Siobhan Perez. Siobhan. Siobhan. So she had uh, she had her boyfriend or ex boyfriend over her house on uh, Easter, uh, and I guess they had dinner Easter Sunday, and so she asked this guy to fix a leaking pipe in her bathroom while he was over for Easter dinner, right? So that's your yeah. first mistake. You don't invite a man over for dinner, then ask him to work, but. So I don't know what this guy did or what he said, but he was working on the pipe. So while the man was fixing the pipe, he said he noticed Perez holding a container. Mm -hmm. So he asked her, hey, babe, sweetheart, honey, babe, what's in the container? (laughs) Is it chicken soup? She said, nay, it's gasoline, you son of a blank blank. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Then Perez begins spraying the man with gasoline. Oh, my. While saying, you're going to pay. You're going to pay. So I don't know what he did. Well, it must he have did. been bad. Yeah. Maybe he didn't fix the pipe right. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't use the right uh, pipe tape. You know what I mean? So she begins spraying the guy. And so this uh, this dude noticed that uh, he was on fire. <laughs> so he began taking his clothes off. He's trying to extinguish the flames. Mm. And then as he's trying to save himself, he noticed that this gal was locking the front door to prevent him from leaving the burning apartment. Wow. At the same time, she's spraying the gasoline on the living room floor. So she planned to... So this was a planned, oh, yeah. premeditated murder, basically. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna take down the whole apartment there, which is nice for the neighbors and other people that are relaxing on a Sunday mm. afternoon. So the victim, he was severely burned on his face, chest, neck, and arm, hands. He was taken to the hospital, but before firefighters arrived, it didn't say how he escaped. But before firefighters arrived. The uh, crazy gal, the demon-possessed gal, she had run back inside the apartment to save her dog. Wow. See, this, I mean, that's terrible. She has a dog, and she was doing this when she had an animal in the house? Yeah. I mean, you you could be mad at your boyfriend or whatever and be a crazy, but what did the dog have to do with it? I know. So she runs back in to save her dog, 
Now she suffers smoke inhalation and all this stuff. So she's at the hospital, but uh, she's facing charges of attempted homicide, arson yeah. and yeah. kidnapping. Yeah. Well, she also should have something with the animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cruelty to animals or That's something. True. That's true. You know, but this is like, it's just way out. I mean, the behavior yeah. is. You know, it used to be like if you're upset with your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you just don't want anything to do with them anymore. Yeah, exactly. But you don't do this. Mm-mm. Remember that time you got mad at me and you threw a hot dog at my head? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind, except it was still in the frying pan. Respond. <laughs> Admit it! Admit it! Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Come on over, have some Easter dinner. Hey, will you fix my leaking pipe? And, uh, hey, I'm going to set you on fire. Wow. I know, right? Yeah, big time. And, I mean, the way she did it, locking the door, putting gas on the floor. It's kind of like she intended on this guy to die. Yeah. And the whole the whole place to burn down. Psycho. What did you do to make her so angry? Yeah. Well, the good news is, the good news is, there's another woman out there. She's looking for another boyfriend. So (laughs) she's available. (laughs) She's available. She just needs some understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And keep her away from the gasoline. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, this one's kind of sick. This is uh, kind of local. It's Utah. Nothing bad happens in Utah, right, Mr. Bell? Oh, I, See, they're I, getting crazy over there, too. But but I read the other day it's it's one of the fastest-growing states in the nation. People, You know, the St. George area and uh, Salt Lake City area and stuff like that. A lot of people are going to Utah. It's it's beautiful country, but ooh. Yeah. A lot of people are going over there, and they're not. Uh, I just say they're not quite. Yeah. Right. But it's a fastest growing, and so is Nevada. Nevada's growing real fast too, and I'm I'm happy because I'm right in the middle of the fastest growing place in the state of Nevada, Las Vegas, and fastest growing place in the nation, St. George, Utah, <laughs> and I'm right stuck in the middle with all the zombies coming <laughs> right past my domain. I can't. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I couldn't be happy. I'm going. I want to look at the map. Where is no one going? And that's where I want to go. Well, that's it's Oklahoma, South Dakota. Um, I forget where else. Yeah, but that's all that snow. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? I'm gonna I have to learn to live in the snow then if I don't have like zombies around me. I'd rather deal with the snow than zombies. Zombies bother me, Mister Pan. Yeah, well, I don't like zombies. I know. So this is from uh, Utah. Utah. And I don't I really don't know. There's gotta be a whole lot more to this story. It's it's really poorly written, but it here, is, isn't it? it I is. thought so. Because you're like, you got all kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what? How did this why? How did and then it's like, how did the how did the prosecutors know all this stuff? Did this guy confess all this stuff? It's almost like they was it on film? How do you know this? Anyway. Thank you. That was my question yeah. too. It's like written by somebody in the fourth grade, but it's Fox News. So well, there you have it. Her name is Nicole Dara, in case you want to know. She's a horrible writer. Uh, it just says, girl forced to watch boyfriend's brutal killing before she was murdered, comma, tossed down mine shaft, comma, prosecutors say. That's the headlines. So, 
here's what they say. Prosecutors argued on Tuesday that Jared Baum, he's 41 years old. Now, you see this picture of Jared, right, Miss Capel? Oh, yeah. Do you see what's looking back at you through those eyes? Demons. Those are demons, man. This guy is full of gin. Just full. Oh, dear Lord, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can almost smell him from here, too. <laughs> and that's it ain't one, pleasant. That's one wicked-looking dude. Um, psycho looking. So he's a host for these things. Uh, he's, a he's 41 years old. He forced a gal. Her nickname was breezy 17 years old. He forced her to kneel and watch as he beat and stabbed her boyfriend who was 18. That doesn't really say a whole lot why, but, um, a Utah man killed a teenager or a teenage couple, he killed both of them. So she wasn't alive to tell the story. So I, I, I don't know how they they got the details, but mm-hmm. their bodies were found last week. This is how it's written: after they visited his girlfriend, despite his warnings against it. Yeah. So you're going, huh? Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. A Utah man killed a teenage couple whose bodies were found last week after they visited his girlfriend despite his warnings against it. Prosecutors argued. That's the sentence. (laughs) That's our educational system today. Uh, Gerald Baum, 41, he forced this 17-year-old gal to kneel and watch as he beat and stabbed her boyfriend, uh, who was 18 years old at the time, before cutting her throat. And then he tossed her down a whale, both of them down a whale. Uh, Moments before their death, Baum had congratulated the couple because he believed they were having a baby, but they weren't. So once again, I don't know how they know this unless he told them that, but I don't know why he would say that. (laughs) But this is stuff. So anyway, these two teenagers were reported missing back in January and their bodies were found in, a, in an abandoned mine shaft. I said a well, I'm sorry, an abandoned mine shaft. Well, mine shaft, what's the difference? Yeah. Uh, that was back in March when they were found. Now here, this is the only clue we have. This dude, bomb, 41 years old, he killed these teenagers after they visited his girlfriend, who was 34 years old, despite his warnings against her having male visitors. Okay. That's that's what we get. So, so maybe the, uh, the girlfriend yeah. confessed to all this stuff. Oh, maybe she was there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very good. Okay. That would have been good to write in an article. Yeah, well. Instead of having to try to figure it out. But you know what? We did some investigative uh, thinking here. Maybe we maybe we figured it out. Maybe. Yeah. So his girlfriend's 34 years old. This dude, you know, she has great taste being with a 41-year-old psycho like this. Mm-hmm. Great taste. Great woman. Great couple. I love them both. Great zombies to have as next-door neighbors. He says, hey, I don't want you having any male visitors because you my honey. And I don't. Trust any males, right? I'm an alpha male. Mm-hmm. But she says nay, nay, and invited these two little teenagers over her house, one of them being a male. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Apparently, the break in the case came when Henderson, that's the girlfriend of the psycho, was arrested in a separate case. And then she ultimately led police to the bodies in the mine shaft. So it sounds like she was there. Mm-hmm. And then, because and it didn't say what other case she was arrested in, but I'm thinking I'm going to go on the limb here. I'm thinking drugs. Yeah, I'm thinking hey, I'll tell you something if you'll. Oh yeah, listen my sentence or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right, give me state. Uh, you know, nice state witness. These are nice people. They're beautiful people. They're right here to our left, and then we got crazy Las Vegas to our right, and I couldn't be happier. We're right in the middle of a poop sandwich. Yes, thank you. And. Uh, it's okay if they just stay over there, but they kind of meander. But no, they, they don't. meander to where I'm at. I don't like the meandering. So authorities believe that Henderson witnessed the slains. Miss Capow, you are so good. That's exactly what happens. I've got detective in my blood. You do. And now she's being held on suspicion of obstruction of justice. Mm. But they may charge her <laughs> with other stuff. And it says, we obviously wish she would have come forward earlier. You think she witnessed the murder of these two kids and uh, he made this 17-year-old girl get on her knees while while he beat and stabbed the boyfriend and then he slit her throat. Oh, my God. And, you know, you you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah. she, uh... Oh, but but, but, but apparently Henderson was allegedly threatened at one point. Okay, whatever. But... The prosecutor says, you know, if she would have come forward, it would have saved additional grief for the family. They've been missing since January. Well, obviously, she didn't really care. No. No. Now, this dude, this crazy zombie, demon-possessed, gin-lover, bomb guy, he was charged with eight felonies, including two counts of aggravated murder. As opposed to unaggravated murder. I killed these people, but I wasn't aggravated at the time. (laughs) But these people I was aggravated about when I killed them. <laughs> uh, kidnapping. Oh, and desecration of a human body. Oh, my. That means he probably just, after he killed him, he just kept stabbing him and stuff. Mm, overkill. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. The county prosecutor said the victim's families haven't decided. Oh, I love this one. You ready? The county prosecutor said the victim's families, the families of these two teenagers who were brutally murdered, haven't decided if they want prosecutors to pursue capital punishment. <laughs> really? That, that, you, you're milling that about in your brain? You want this guy, well, let's just feed him for the rest of his miserable life and let the taxpayers just house him in prison and maybe parole him. Mm. You got to kill this guy. What's wrong with you? Why would you even think about that? I know it, right? If prosecutors don't pursue the death penalty, Baum could face a minimum of 25 years to life if convicted. A minimum. So in 25 years, this idiot could be out biting chicken head off with the uh, the stupid kid. <laughs> what? Oh, Lord. What? Lord, Lord, Lord. Crazy world we live in, tell you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> These are citizens of falling Babylon, including the victims' families. I'm sorry. Come on, really. We haven't decided if we want to pursue the death penalty because it's just not right. I mean, why? You know, you know, you can't, you can't turn a right into a wrong. Two wrongs can't make a right. Well, what about the rest of us living here? We don't want this zombie out. Yeah. Think about exactly. that. That's why we have laws. All right, then. 
I didn't take a break. I didn't take a commercial break, Mr. Powell. No, you didn't. I, I need to, though, because I feel my veins in my head <laughs> popping out. Oh, yeah. I'll be, we'll be back. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Don't change the dial. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. And that was Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, which the people we just got done talking about didn't read. How do I know that? I just do. Trust just, me on this one. I just know they didn't read it. And neither did you. Because I know who read it and who didn't and you didn't. I see you. <laughs> I see you through my looking glass. Okay. Easy you are, now, cowboy. <laughs> my head is still popping. I couldn't get the veins down. Now I wonder why. I need some ice. Um. Okay. <laughs> This this next one, okay. Oh, this one's annoying. This is gonna this is gonna chap your chaps, people. <laughs> I have to laugh because I, uh, okay. because they're so stupid. You know what I mean? I'm not being mean. They're just it, when I say stupid, I mean they lack wisdom, um, sense. Uh, they certainly don't have any uh, godly wisdom or any um, uh, intelligence. I'm, I'm really this is crazy. You're going to love this. Here's, here's, a, uh, here's your citizens of falling Babylon right here. This is from the College Fix. Uh, you, know, you, have, you know, you guys know these universities have all these uh, white privilege. You know, we're, we're going to combat white privilege, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have, we're going to combat, um, you know, uh, masculine privilege. Uh, we're going to combat, you know, you just, you know, fill in the blank, right? This is a, this is a good one. They're going to combat Christian privilege, Christian privilege, because if you're a Christian listening to this show out there and you consider, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm mm-hmm. a Christian. Did you know you have privilege over those who are non-Christians? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at your pocketbooks, folks. If you're a Christian, you're rich. You got a nicer house than non-Christians. Everything. You got You got more. <laughs> You get you get better seats at restaurants because you walk in and you give that secret Christian hand sign. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We got you. So this university, oh, and it's George Washington University. I think that's a Jesuit school. Ah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Jesuit. Yeah, I think you're right. It is. It's it's founded Jesuit. George Washington University diversity workshop is to be held four days after Easter. I should be right around now. Um, they're going to host a training session, folks. We might be able to get in on it. Yeah. Where do I sign it. up? Yeah. Now, this is for students and faculty. And here's what it's going to do. It's going to teach that Christians, especially white ones, you white, blue-eyed, devil Christians, you honkies, Christian honkies. It teaches that white, blue-eyed devil Christian honkies, quote, 
receive unmerited perks <gasps> from yeah. institutions and systems all across our country, end of quote. And what I wow. love about that is because they, <laughs> this is a university, right? It used to be when you make a statement in the old days, when you make a statement, you used to have to back the statement up with facts. No, there's no facts because truth is what, <laughs> relative now? Yeah, it's relative. They just So they just say this, that especially white Christians, blue-eyed honky devil white Christians receive unmerited perks from institutions and systems all across our country. So you're probably listening going, I did not know that because mm-hmm. I'm Christian and I'm kind of white. I'm semi-white. <laughs> I'm kind of like beige. And um, yeah, I don't know what kind of perks I got. Um, it's April 5th. That is today, Miss Capel. No, that was yesterday. Oh, yesterday on Thursday. Well, they had a diversity workshop and it's titled, you you ready for it, folks? It's entitled Christian Privilege, but our founding fathers were all Christian, right? Yeah, In the right. quote. That's the title of it. It's hosted by the university's Multicultural Student Services Center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, or like we like to say, Minsack. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the event will teach that Christians, especially you blue-eyed cracker devils, Christians enjoy a privileged, easier life. I don't make this up. <laughs> Christians enjoy a privileged, easier life than their non-Christian counterparts. And that Christians possessed a quote-unquote built-in advantage wow. uh, today, according to an online description. Okay, so let's read. Let's read the registration form. <coughs> All right. Mm-hmm. It's entitled "Christian Privilege," but our founding fathers were all Christian, right? That's not even good English. No. This is university-level stuff. And these people are just totally devoid of intelligence. Even yeah. regular intelligence. They can't write. No. They can't talk. They can't speak. They're zombies. Okay. I'm going to read it to you. Here's the registration. It goes like this. How do Christians in the USA experience life in an easier way than non-Christians? Even with the separation of church and state, are there places where Christians have built-in advantages over non-Christians? How do we celebrate Christian identities and acknowledge that Christians receive unmerited perks from institutions and systems all across our country? Let's reflect upon ways we can live up to our personal and national values that make room for all religious and secular identities on an equal playing field. All are welcome. Wow. Here's some learning objectives. The learning objectives are Participants will be able to describe what is meant by privilege overall and white privilege specifically. Ah. Participants will be able to describe the role of denial when it comes to white privilege. Oh, and participants will be able to differentiate between equality and equity. Mm. I'm surprised they know what those words mean. I don't think they do. Participants will be able to list at least, check this out, folks, three examples, three examples of Christian privilege. And participants will be able to list at least three ways 
to be an ally with a non-Christian person. Mm, Three ways. Participants will be able to describe at least key terminology. And here's that key terminology. Privilege, Christian privilege, denial, equality, equity, Christianity, bias, unconscious bias, microaggression, ally. No, it's 90 minutes, not too long. Hour and a half of pure (laughs) bull crappiness. Format. It's facilitated and discussion accompanied by a PowerPoint presentation. Woo woo. PowerPoint. Yeah. Q&A throughout. How about the recommended number of participants? Up to 25. Wow. You're really making a difference there, folks. The training creator is Timothy Kane. Uh, he is an MSSC associate director or MINSAC. Uh, the workshop date was Thursday. We kid you not, folks. This is true. Georgetown University. This is what they're doing. Now, you know, I'm looking at this this article, and uh-huh. to the right, there's like this thing that says most popular. So I would imagine those are more popular um, yeah. articles. Doc- articles, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's one that says women might get raped if they debate men. So this college debate tournament <laughs> bans men. <laughs> That's that's for real. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Women just, might get raped if you debate men because a lot of times, well, do you remember that with Trump and Hillary? Man, uh, it looked yeah. like he was just going to jump her bones any moment, just have his way with her. So, yeah. So, so men, you can't debate women because, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna, you know, it starts off with a little argument. And then before you know it, you know, somebody's on fire. Somebody's having a bad Easter dinner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. Wow. 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 Pretty sad. Now, there's one, uh, two uh, below it. Ms. Kapow says high school counselor arrested after threatening to execute white people. <laughs> white people. Blue eyed <laughs> cracker devils. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh huh. Mm hmm. White people. Christian white people. They're the worst. They're privileged. I see them around here all the time. I can't even get on the freeway. Why? Because there's a white Christian getting on the freeway first. <laughs> oh, yeah. I go to a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Can I sit there? No, you can't sit by the fish tank. Why? Because they're white Christians only. You brown. I'm a Christian, but I'm brown. That's what they tell me. Should I go on, Miss Capel? Oh, please. The workshop will d- discuss how Christians receive unmerited perks from institutions and systems all across the country. Have you noticed they, they haven't said how that is? I guess they're just this is all just teaser, so you have to go. They don't actually tell you what what they're talking about. Um, it's it, it good news that the Christian Privilege Workshop is one of fifteen free free mind you training opportunities offered through the center to equip students and staff with the necessary skills to promote diversity and inclusion in the different environments. Dude, it's not even. This ain't even communism or socialism. This is plain Satanism. This is plain Satanism. Wow. Yeah. Other workshops offered through the center focus on, uh, I know this is going to blow your mind, heterosexual privilege. No. Did you know I'm a heterosexual man and Miss Kapow is a heterosexual woman? And do you know because we choose to be heterosexual man and woman and we're married, do you know we have more privilege than those who don't? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, apparently that's true. That's how I get the seat in the restaurant next to the fish tank. <laughs> Not because I'm a white Christian, because I'm a brown one, but because I'm a hetero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I prove it by doing a little public display of affection, kissing Miss Pow on the cheek. <laughs> uh, everybody know what cisgender is? You know what cisgenders are? They're you. You're, they're heterosexual people, but they, there's a new name for you. For us, it's called cisgender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're cisgenders because we're neither uh, fagalots, um, lesbones, uh, transgenderisms. We're, we're neither of that. We're we're regular people, so we're cisgender. Well, they have a they have a workshop offered called cisgender privilege. Mm. Okay. Oh, how about this next one, Miss Capal? <laughs> it's called. Able-bodied privilege. Wow. So now I'm more privileged because I go to the gym and I get to lift some weights and, uh, you know, jump on the treadmill or something like that. And I'm more able-bodied, you know, to walk around and pick up my grocery bags. And I have more privilege than uh, that guy who decides, yeah, I'm too lazy. <laughs> Able-bodied privilege. So now I'm being shamed because I uh, I can ambulate. Uh, here's another one: social economic privilege. Wow. Yeah. Here's 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 people who go out and work, get a real education, get a real job, work their butts off all their lives, and uh, they're privileged. They got more money than the the person who decided to to go to this school and attend these. Stupid workshops. Chimney. Uh, this one, I have no idea what it's about. Unconscious bias. Yeah, what is that? I think I think it's biases that you have, but unconsciously. So, so it's like embedded in you somehow. Yeah, but if you're unconscious of it, how is it a bias or how does it come out? Then? See, because they don't know what that word means. Well, yeah. Like if I have an unconscious bias say against a tarantula, right? But how does that come out if it's unconscious? Unless I see a tarantula go, oh, I don't want that thing on me. I don't know. But anyway, there's a workshop on that. If anyone's interested. Unconscious bias. So I just think you can add privilege behind anything. And, you know, and I posted this on our Facebook page and, um, I said, here's what I said. I says, they really should have a quote. I have half a brain privilege in a quote workshop because they're so stupid. You know, I mean, really, there's a bias. I really do have an advantage. It's not equal. I really do have a privilege over stupid people. I mean, so they should have a workshop about that. We're all stupid and that's not fair. Because there's people out there that have half a brain and uh, they're smarter than us. And they shouldn't have that half a brain. They should join us. Hmm. I mean, come on. Really? Wow. Uh, I like able-bodied privilege. I think that's fantastic. Um, How about, uh, you know, animal ownership privilege? Because some people own animals and others don't. 
Yeah. Or a car. Your 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 automobile mobility privilege. But only white people who drive cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. The College Fix tried to reach campus spokespeople. <coughs> they tried to reach the Multicultural Center. They tried to reach the host of the Christian Privilege Workshop to no avail as of last Monday. So the Christian Privilege event, it aims to make people aware of the privileges that Christians have And what is meant by privilege overall and white privilege specifically, the event description states that. Furthermore, it uh, will try to educate those of the role of denial. That's you, Ms. Kapow, because you're denying that this exists. Okay. You're you're going, this don't exist. But you don't know because you've never been a victim of Christian white privilege. Mm. All right. When it comes to white privilege, you're a denier. And the difference between equality and equity. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the training, the organizers want participants to be able to name at least three examples of Christian privilege. Let's see. How about open up uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs. Start naming all those uh, people who died for their Christian faith. Um, How about all the ones Nero lit his uh, candles in his garden? Yeah. Well, you know, this guy, this so uh, what's his name? Timothy Kane. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, first of all, with this this college, George Washington University, mm-hmm. they're charging two hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars to teach students about white Christian privilege. Wow. Two hundred and fifty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. And this guy says here, since twenty eleven, this guy Mm -hmm. has acted as an interim associate director for inclusion initiatives at GW. Prior to that, he acted as the director of GW's office of community service. And now he works to expand the diversity and inclusion efforts rolled out by GW. And this includes the GW lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender resource center, Mm -hmm. which provides information, education, and resources, as well as a community center for LGBT students on campus. So he's, he's mixing all this stuff into his satanic Mm. agenda. Did you also know, Ms. Kapow, that he has a master's degree in divinity and theology? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Did you guys listen to last Monday's show uh, on Jude about the uh, these these this guy creeping in unawares, screwing everything up? Mm-hmm. That that's this guy. That's what that's what Jude was talking about. It's a last day prophecy. When you read when we read this story, you you just know how close you are. Yeah. Apparently, it's he's a collection. he's a proud gay member of the LGBT community. Wow. How, well, how does he have a degree in divinity and theology and get around the fact that, uh, you know, sin is not cool? His master's thesis was titled Solidarity as the Greatest Hope for the Gay and Lesbian Community. And he hopes to promote this kind of solidarity amongst the LGBT community and works towards celebrating the richness of his diversity here at GW. That was his thesis for yeah. his master's degree. In divinity and theology? Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with divinity and theology? 
I, I, I'm befuddled. I'm, I'm just totally befuddled. See, see what I mean? My privilege, my intelligence privilege over these people. It's not right. Ah, because I'm looking down on them like they're stupid. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and this, this, there's this person that wrote, I am appalled that GW University has refused since 2011 to give Mr. Kane a permanent job. We read he has been hired on an interim basis since 2011. And if I were Mr. Kane, I would find a lawyer to work on a contingency fee basis to sue GW um, GWU for anti-homosexual discrimination. And I would demand at least a million dollars in damages, maybe two million. This sort of thing must not be tolerated. Toleration of intolerance is intolerable. And I am sure that white Christian parents who are shelling out 64500 a year after taxes will join together and demand that GWU give this man a full-time position. Why am I sure about this? Because they send their children to GWU. They have demonstrated how committed they are to Mr. Kane's agenda. If they weren't, they would do what I have recommended. Wow. So I don't know who wrote that, but somebody did. A very stupid, stupid person that lacks wisdom and common sense and uh, any, any ability whatsoever to see through the BS. Mm-hmm. Just a fool. Kind of, kind of like what you read in Job. Yeah. Someone given over to gin and darkness and whole bit i can't really worry about those folks they're just gone just Mm. gone citizens of the falling babylon george washington university a university of falling babylon it's all falling and that's us proof of it yeah amazing Amazing, amazing, amazing. Miss Capel, I huh? think uh-huh. I uh-huh. think we've done I think we've done uh, what we needed to do here. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Give them a ciao. Ciao, baby. <laughs>